Welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. This is Mark Hyde. And Chris Fuller. And today, we are finally, finally getting to the heresy episode. Today, we're going to talk about what makes a heresy a heresy, and should we still burn people at the stake? <laughs> Fuller, you ready to have this conversation? Let's go. Let's go. How do you know she's a witch? She's got water on her nose. What is that from? Monty Python and the Holy Grail, man. As soon as you said, oh, we're going to burn them, that's the first thing. That's why I started laughing because... I thought this made you she, nervous. She's a witch. Burn her. What else burns? Wood. Wood burns. <laughs> what else floats? <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just... Oh, man. It's funny. You've never seen Monty Python and the Holy Grail? Oh, you are missing That out, was the first, right, for this, that was the first movie I actually bought on iTunes back in, we're talking like 2000. And you haven't watched it? Nine, 2008, and I never watched it. Dude, you need My to go. My brothers did. Chris loved you, you that movie. You need to go. It's, I know it's, it's cult not, fiction. I'm not cult fiction. I know it's a cult. I know it's a cult. Fiction, cult yeah, but not, yeah. pulp, not pulp fiction. It is a cult it's level following, movie. Yeah. Cult following movie, yeah. yeah. You Pulp fiction is you, very different. I think you would get into it. I think Beth probably may no have. see i don't think i would on my but, own but i feel I, maybe i just I need think, to watch it while i work i don't and know if i don't want to listen to I it, think I because to. it's so absurd like <laughs> some of the stuff that they say is just so absurd like if you look at it from the british comedy that it is right okay it's just so absurd like we are the knights who say neef 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 oh no not the knights who say neef <laughs> like it's just it's just, it's just ridiculous. It's just so ridiculous. It's funny, right? So are we and talking that's like, look at. are we talking Nacho Libre or like Napoleon Dynamite level? It's like, it's like, okay, it's the British version of Napoleon Dynamite, okay. except for you have to understand British humor. And like, like we understand Napoleon Dynamite. Right. Know? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like American humor, I would say is, is Napoleon Dynamite, but British humor is like, we are the knights who say neat, like, like that type of like, uh, okay. The, the battle with the, the black knight, you know? He cuts off his arm with it was holding the sword. King Arthur does. And he's like, thank you, Lord, for this. And then, like, next thing you know, the, the Black Knight is, like, kicking him and stuff like that. He's like, come on now. I, he's like, I've cut off your bloody arms. He's like, he's like, merely a flesh wound. So he cuts off his legs, right? <laughs> and then the knight's sitting there, no arms and legs. He's like, come back here. I'll bite your kneecaps off. And like, it's just so absurd. It's funny. It's just funny. See, I feel like if you and I were just, like, like late night, slap happy, Mark and Fuller, like, oh, what yeah. you've heard on this episode, like, on these episodes many times, yeah, right. that would would be funny because like Napoleon Dynamite I actually have never seen it by myself I've always watched it with friends I tell you what I can't watch it now Nacho Libre I watched that by myself I tell you what if if you guys sometimes, if you like a man with stretchy pants in his room sometimes just it for fun stretchy pants for fun what, what was the kid's name oh, what was his name get that going on my face that's, <laughs> that's the main line that I know <laughs> Nacho <laughs> anyways if you are in the Facebook group and you like Monty Python, drop us a, a, a gif. You mean Mighty Wan? Mighty Wan. Like if you like Mighty Wan, <laughs> those in the group will get that. But yep. if you like Monty Python, drop drop a gif after you listen to this episode at some point today. That sounds good to so. me. All right, dude. So before we jump in the episode, yeah. before we talk about coffee, okay. before we talk about the review, we're okay. going to go back in time a little bit. And wait, we're going to play. Wait, oh. wait, wait, wait. You have a sound? Back in time. We're going to play Would You Rather. 
Yep. What? That sounded like, sound like a weird fart that squeaked out when you're trying to hold it in class. Like like when you're on those like metal squeaky chairs or like a leather jacket when you're trying to sit and it's like... You're, no, you're doing the cough like to try to cover it. <laughs> <laughs> we are such immature little boys. Okay, so well, we're going to play some Would You Rather. And so here's the deal. Well, Sorry, I haven't done it for a while. So when we're playing Would You Rather, we want yeah. you guys to play along with us too. So, all right, Fuller. All right, here we here's go. the first Would You Rather question. All right, all right I'm ready. Um, would you rather do time in prison for a crime you committed or do time in prison for a crime you were framed for? Hmm. Don't be putting me in prison because I got framed for it. I best have done it. So That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I best have done it. I'm going to say for something I was framed for only what? because I would hope that I would have the chance to prove my innocence and get out. Yeah, earlier. maybe 40 years after a Hulu documentary but, picks you up. But then I might be able to sue and get a bunch of money. But by that point... If I'm going to serve time, I might as well get paid at the end of it. That's the way I feel. I'd rather not commit the crime. I mean, I don't want to commit a crime, but if I'm, <laughs> if I'm going in, it's going to be a good reason why I'm going in. So I'm going to say right. for when I commit right. it. Only 63% said that they would want to go to prison for a crime they committed. Oh, right. 37 said, yeah, I'd rather just go because I was framed. Yeah. I, it's okay, guys. I'll just go. Like, I'll just go. I just, just gave him my orange jumpsuit. I'll just go. Don't, that's not a funny thing to jo joke about because I have an orange jumpsuit for work. <laughs> I do. It's it's pretty, pretty orange. And it's a hot furnace. Yeah. Anyways. All right. Next one. What do we got? That's a bad joke. Let's I'm not going to say just, that let's joke. Let's move on. Would you, rather, would you rather drown or die of thirst? Oh wow, that's bad. What? That's a hard Who is one. writing these morbid ones? I would say probably die of thirst. I would say so too. The idea of drowning sounds—it's uh, terrifying. Right, I'm gonna me. say thirst as well. Fifty-two percent say drown. Ugh. Only forty-eight no. say die of thirst. All right, two more. Here we go. All right. Would you rather never use the internet again, or have a hard copy of your internet browsing history given to everyone you know? Yeah, never have the internet again. Because I think of back when I was a stupid young teenage kid when the internet first but, rolled out. But, but, bro, but no you thanks. can be like, you know what? Your boy messed up, but thank Jesus. That's true. But they'd just see a lot of stuff for either this show or Lord of the Rings now on my internet browser. That's about all they're going to see. I would say rather have a hard copy by internet browsing you're giving everyone you know, which. See, I could live without the internet. I'm good. I need the internet. 70% of people say they'd rather give their hard copy of their browser history. 30% say they would never use the internet again. Yeah. Have you seen there's a joke that's going around where it's like, I went to a uh, uh, I went to a cafe and they said, pretend it's 1970 and internet doesn't exist. That'd be cool. And so they said, so I paid 10 cents for my coffee and lit up a cigarette. I'm like, that's pretty funny. <laughs> okay, that's not so cool. But that's, that's what happens when you get rid of the internet, guys. <laughs> All right, last one. Oh, oh, this is a good one. All right, here we go. Would you rather have a college named after you? Or have a sports stadium named after you. Mm. That's a good one. Would you rather have a college named like I think Fuller rather, University? I think I'd oh, or would I mean, you rather are, have wait, Fuller? Hang on, hang on, we already got Fuller Seminary. I'm just That's saying. True. I'm just saying. Over so on the I'm West gonna, Coast, I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with the school then at that point because there's already a school named after the Fuller. the Christian Fuller Institute for Higher Learning. <laughs> sure, we're, for we're, challenge individuals. Is uh, that the, what we're doing? The Fuller Christian Institute for Lower Learning. <laughs> individuals like That's myself. Not, that is, we're not describing the homeschool right now, Janiel. That is not what we're describing right now because you are doing wonderful, no, Janiel. No, you are doing wonderful. No, yeah. So, so you would rather have a, a college named after you than a sport sure, stadium? Sure. I'd rather do a college too, for one reason. Because there's a sports team. All no. Well, oh yes. <laughs> oh yes. Because See? you don't just get one stadium named after you. You get all the stinking teams named after you. There you go. You get Notre. You get Notre Dame. Or you'd get Hyde. The Hyde, Hyde football. football Hyde, Hyde soccer. Hyde, Hyde basketball. Hockey. 
Hide hockey. Hide hockey. It sounds like a good, a new sport. All right, guys, let's go play some hide hockey. <laughs> but seriously, though. Hide the ball. H-U, call it H-U. <laughs> like hide university? Like H-U soccer, H-U football? I'd be H-U. down with that. Hey, I'm, H- par- I'm part of the who. <laughs> Part of the who? Who Where do you go? are we? Who? 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 <laughs> who? are you? We're the who's. <laughs> We're part of the but, who's. Okay, I'd rather be named a university You're- because because all it takes is one other rich fat cat to steal the stadium name from you. Hey, listen, that's what I'm. I'm saying university. Listen, too. bro, you're the who's. I'm the foos. <laughs> Welcome to business. <laughs> and thank you guys for listening to another episode of Real Talk Christian Podcast, where you listen to two idiots talk about random crap for ten minutes. So, um, only thirty. 39% people said they'd rather have a college named after you than 61% who say they'd rather have a stadium named after you. Uh-huh. Wow. So I'm All kidding right. about this. Go to the Facebook. Someone make it. Sabrina. Girl, help Sabrina. me out. Sabrina, make me she a post. Busy. She's busy right now. But I always she say Sabrina. Baby. But she got baby. That's true. Justin, <laughs> somebody make a Facebook he post and somebody. say, somebody. Make a Facebook post and say, would you rather have a sports stadium named after you or a university named after you? And let's see what you people say in the in the group. I want to see that. Why don't we just make a poll when this episode drops? Because it's going to drop in like eight weeks. And I'm going to forget about it. It's just not going to happen. So I need Sabrina or Justin. To drop a poll. Or Nathan. Drop a poll. Or Jim. Somebody. Somebody drop a somebody poll. Somebody. Because I need somebody, somebody to lean somebody. on right now. I need somebody to Four lean on right now. is true. Watch. We have like 20 individual posts. Where would you rather have instead of just the one? See? So Sabrina, make the poll. My friend up in Canada who had. Wait, did wait, you see that Sabrina wait, went wait, to Disney wait. and got rained out? Beth, side note. Beth, make the post because we know you listen and you'll remember. That's true. Let's just let's assign Beth if she's not busy. That's true. If. That's if. a very that's, that's strong said, if. That's why I said that's a if. strong because homegirl if. is never not busy. If you have time, Beth. If but, not, assign it to Mark. But I what? <laughs> or text Janelle and I. But there you, you go. Know. That's probably safe for Beth. But did you see that Sabrina went all the way, they drove from Cali yes. to Florida, got some Chick fil A. Oh, sorry. I said Cali, Canada. The other, like the other CA. <laughs> oh, Cali. Canada. But they drove from Canada all the way to Disney. Yeah. Got some, got some flick of chick, so, got some Chick-fil-A, some got really, some loads, chicken. Some really good looking food. And got rained out. Yeah, that happened. They got rained out. Welcome to Florida. That anyway, sucks. Let's, uh, let's talk about the coffee we cool. are not drinking. I finished mine between episodes. I did not drink another one because I was not drinking decaf. We were talking. We were having a great old time up there. And then all of a sudden I went, oh, crap. I just finished my coffee. <laughs> yeah. So I'm drinking the old uh, neon green looking stuff in the camera. <laughs> that, that decal was some dang good decal. I'm telling you what, man. That is about as... The only thing that's not so great is it has a slight little like uh, coffee taste velvety in the mouth just because it's that decaf like it's just what what decaf does um so that's not the best thing but the the flavor is excellent but so i'm drinking sleep tonight hopefully we'll find out (laughs) i might until he takes a melatonin we'll see but so uh, but i'm drinking the aha i'm drinking this is a good Uh, one too man the lime watermelon this is one of my favorites this is excellent yeah it's one of my favorites the cherry lime one was kind of gross it was better the than that. was pretty what gross. What was that one called? The the Limon or whatever that oh, one? Oh, that was that, awful. That, that thing was terrible. Yeah, Ava saw that when we were at the coffee shop. She goes, oh, they make a yellow. And I'm like, don't drink that. Don't, that's, don't that, do that. That's, I'm not wasting my money on that one. That's nope. the one from Saruman. <laughs> Sorry, Lord of the Rings reference. Anyways, anyways, let's we move all, on. We all get anyways. what that is. But so we're not drinking coffee. Nope. We're drinking other things so we don't die of a heart attack that's, because we're old farts. That's but correct. we got a nice long review to read. We do. And I guess I guess I'll read it. I'm going to let you put the uh, when the <clears> banter <throat> ends uh, in the notes while I read this. All right? Okay. 
So this one comes from Matthew RFJ. Back on May 11th, binge-worthy five stars. This has been an amazing journey. I discovered RTC about eight weeks ago on Spotify. I am a rural mail carrier, and I was looking for a fun and insightful podcast to deepen my faith walk. Mark and Fuller did not let me down. I started it on, on episode one. And I will be up to date tomorrow afternoon in eight weeks. Holy That's gotta crap. be a record. That's gotta be a record. Are you kidding? Wow. So Mark, <laughs> Mark I feel sorry for your ears, bro. <laughs> yeah. Mark and Fuller have given me a lot to consider. And though I do not always agree with everything, don't worry, we don't That's always fair. We don't agree with ourselves. <laughs> we don't sometimes. agree. Uh, and, and truly enjoy listening to their differing perspectives. It is refreshing to know that as Christians, we can agree on the essentials and have meaningful discussions on the non-essentials. We agree with there that. There you go. Thank you guys for a great podcast, and keep up the good work of spreading the love of Jesus. Thanks, Matthew. P.S. Fuller, does one of your kids say fun facts with February and the fun facts intro? <gasps> what? Let's. I don't think what? so, but let's, let's, let's cue it up for Matthew here. Time for fun facts with February. I don't think so. I think so, it's just Noel and Piper so, are saying Fuller, and they kind of like overlap, and they're this, like babies. At this point, I I'm gonna say at the time of recording, Noel wasn't. She was. I want to say she was one and like eight months old, and Piper. She was little. And little Piper man. was like two, almost three years old. She was just about three years old when we did that. So like, yeah. It was it was a long time ago, uh, so their speech isn't that great. I think and that maybe that's why you're you're hearing that. But yeah, they are saying fun facts with Fuller. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Halloween anymore, boss. Oh, that was a couple weeks ago. That was a few Anyways, weeks ago. all right. So that's what we got today, Mark. Yes. We're here for the conversation on yes. heresy. So, and which I have to say, we queued this up like two months ago. I was like, we're gonna do an episode of heresy coming up, and then it just didn't happen. And then it didn't happen. So, so what's and then the, we took three weeks off of recording, so, and then it didn't happen. So, oh, you didn't? I put it. It didn't sink. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. I put. I put I'm with so, the banter. I'm it sorry, just didn't I'm sink sorry, yet. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, what were we gonna say though? All right. Anyways, uh, I was gonna try to tee you up, but now I've ru- I've just you ruined time. life. I just stink. you killed the vibe, bro. I killed it. So, anyways, uh, let's just let's just dive in. Then let's just uh, yeah. It's all you, bro. It's all you, boo. So this was queued up based on some other conversations we were having about just like okay, so what's right, what's wrong, how do we know what's true and what's not true, and what do we do with it? I'm like, oh, that's good. We got a heretic episode coming up here soon, and then eight episodes later or so, here we are. So rar, so rar. So to start the episode, I actually have two quotes. We going old school RTC. I'm coming out with two quotes two today. Quotes. I love me some quotes. So the first quote I'm going to say is from Josh Buse. Is it Buse or Busey? I don't know, but it's not. It's not Busey. I know. I know some Buseys. Why do we know some? Bu- Ian, Ian, Ian and Kayla. Rodney Busey. He's Rodney Buse. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> He's Rodney Buse. Wow, Rodney. Busey is it. Ian and Kayla. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yep. All right. Anyway, go on. You see who your real so, friend so, is now, Rodney. So, so Josh Buse. I got two quotes. One from Josh Buse, and then the other. You'll just have to wait and see. So this one is You lost the name, didn't you? Because I can't find it. Yeah. Anyways, go ahead. Um, it says, heresy is a theological error of the highest order. It is the most severe theological error because it attacks the necessary truths about God and the works of redemption that are necessary in order to be a Christian. Mm. 
That's a statement. Mm -hmm. Heresy is a theological order, a error of the highest order. And then this is a quote that just comes from a Zondervan article entitled Heresy. It's just called Heresy. It says, traditionally, a heretic is someone who has compromised an essential doctrine and lost sight of who God really is, usually by, I thought this was interesting, oversimplification. Mm. I thought that was really interesting. Mm. Literally, heresy means choice. That is, a choice deviated from traditional teaching in favor of one's own insights. But that sense of the word has been lost. To some people today, heretics suggest a rebel, someone with courage, the kind of person who can think for themselves and stand up to the institutional church. Some Christians simply use the, refer to use, or simply use the word to refer to anyone that, that doesn't agree with their particular view on something inside of Christianity. You heretic. Which, honestly, Neil, going to Bible going to Bible college, the freshman theologians, I stayed out of the bathroom after like 10 o'clock because heresy, they were just so, You're such a heretic for believing that. I'm like, I just want to shower, bro. Can I just shower? Your hair is too long, wanna, you heretic. I don't, I don't want to hear you guys fight about this. I just want to shower and go to sleep. That's all I want to do. Sure. So can we shut up and just go? But, you know, so when we look at this idea of heresy, we have these two different pictures of one where heresy, some people just use the term flippantly. It just, oh, it just means whatever. Right. Some people, it might be, in I would say more of a modern context of, oh, you're such a bad heretic. You're going up against a traditional institutionalized orthodox rule creation church, which I think is interesting. Mm -hmm. But then there's the other side where it's the fact of it is a theological error of the highest order. Mm -hmm. And in fact, when you look at the history of Christianity, I mean, we didn't talk, we talked a little bit inside the church history episode. Um, that's what it was. The church history, history church history episodes. Like we, we talked about heresies, but well, we've talked about them with, we, uh, with false prophets, oh, modern yeah. day false prophets with Rodney Buse. Yep. Yep. And, and the thing is we've like, we've touched on all these different things. So I'm like, yep, let's, yep. let's, let's name it and claim it what a heresy is. Maybe you get that joke. But so with heresy, though, it was such an egregious thing back in the day that people were literally burnt at the stake. Mm -hmm. They were ran out of countries. They were a lot of people actually fled their country and went to the new world because of what they were teaching. Right. Um, entire or like entire villages were slaughtered. Like this is something that I, I, I'm not saying we should. I'm not saying we should. I'm just saying what happened. Um, but when you look at the history of the church, what was considered orthodox to certain people meant so much that for some reason they're like, we got to kill these fools because they don't believe in what we have to Burn do. the witches! But but seriously. And yep. so, you know, this is the question that we have to, oh, and before I get to that, and then in today's world, it's kind of like, oh, you can just kind of do whatever you want. We're fine. You know, and it's like, oh, don't hate on them. They're just preaching, right. like whatever. And so, oh, they just we just disagree with them. So we, we're in a lot more, I would say, a tolerant society. So thankfully we're not just, you know, murdering people all the time because they believe something different well we so, might if we had the chance depending on who we were some people really might but uh but you know the question that we have to ask today and this is kind of a leading question is the fact of what makes someone a heretic because we can talk about different heresies that people believe but i think a heresy is different than a heretic because a heresy is just, a, uh, I would say, a misguided belief in something. But a heretic is someone who is not just believing it, but they're leading it. And then they're taking all these people with them, even though they're like, no, that's a bunch of baloney. Mm -hmm. And so I think there is some, I mean, yes, a heretic speaks heresies, but someone can believe a heresy and maybe not be a heretic. Is that is can, can that happen? I, that's kind of part of the question uh, that I want to talk about yeah, today. Sure. So what makes someone or something heretical mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. Just in error. Okay. Okay. And All I think right. that's part of the big conversation of what makes someone an actual full-blown heretic versus like, nah, you just wrong. Like, so you wrong, boo-boo. Would you differentiate between being in error and 
believing in a heresy? I think so, because I do or think would they that be there's the errors. Um, okay, I would say that... Like, would that be the same if you're okay, believing... all heresies if, are errors, but not all errors are heresies. Okay. All right. How about that? I, I would I would, I would that's, buy that's, that. That's, that's, that's the, uh, the, the logical so, wait, conclusion on, I would on. come to. Say that again. All heresies are, are errors, but not all errors are heresies. That's good. I like that. And so, because when you think of the the all the different disagreements we have in the church, there are some things that okay, okay, um, end time stuff, right? Yep. Are you post trip? No, you heretic. It's we're we're, we're mill. You can't believe it. we're gonna burn you at the stake because you think that there's gonna be a no thousand year. That's stupid. Excuse me, sir. You're just speculating all the way around. <laughs> right, basically. So, that, so someone could be in error sure. and not like I don't know if it was NT Wright or some other teacher. Was the fact of I think it was NT Wright, but they they made some joke of the fact of like um, I'm going to teach you a whole lot of stuff this this I'm going to teach you a whole lot of stuff this semester, mm-hmm. and I pray that 80 percent of it's correct or something like that because there's certain parts. It was some it was that was a terrible sure. terrible quote, but the, the 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 joke was the idea or the. The 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 tongue and cheek of that was the mm-hmm. fact of there's certain things that we don't fully grasp and understand, mm-hmm. but this is what I believe because of this. But I could be well, wrong. And we say it all the time. Like you hear you and I on this podcast, we'll say, okay, this is what the truth is. This is what the Bible says. And here's Mark's opinion, or here's yeah, Fuller's the, the opinion. Yeah, thus Fuller. Yeah, the, the, thus saith Fuller, right? Exactly. And all those jokes. So, right. you know, there's a, there's a lot of different particular viewpoints that Christians like to fight over that some people believe are heresies and mm-hmm. some are not. And I made a really, really fast list, so I'm going to read through the list, and right, then well, I'll let you add to any ones that, sure. that you don't see. So, the biggest one I think that has been through the history of the church is sure. the Catholic doctrine of justification and salvation versus the Protestant doctrine. Mm-hmm. And that's where you see a whole lot of bloodshed happening, where the Catholics are killing the Protestants, and then the Protestants got power they're like now our turn and then kill the cat so would you say these are heresies or errors depends on what we're talking about okay inside of it and that's that's where we're gonna have some of these conversations like okay so what part is and what part isn't because i even think there's things inside of protestantism that i'm like oh that was even the heresy like back in the second century so why we Mm -hmm. why we why Mm -hmm. we preaching this Mm so we'll get into that so another one is what type of translation is used in the church because in the Mm -hmm. church i grew up in it wasn't kjv preferred it was jesus taught out of the kjv Moses got his law out of the KJV. First first Bible was written in stone, KJV Pretty translation. Pretty sure God got his marching orders out of the KJV. Like, that's literally, wow, yeah. and I'm not, I mean, yes, that was, that that, was very that was, facetious. That, that was but very that's basically what people say, where it's the fact that the old, the Apostle Paul, he he read out of the KJV. Like, that's that's literally, the KJV is the only, the, the, is the only English translation by which God has preserved his word. And Everyone else is anathema. Like that's that's how I know some people were raised. Now the church and school I but was a part be, of was not. Would that be heresy or an error? Yeah, because there's people who say, "Oh, you got saved out of the NIV." That doesn't count. You need to get saved out of the King James. But is that a heresy or an error? That's a question. That's the question. Here's another one: Is God three distinct persons yet one God? Like three persons, like three and one, or? Is he one God who appears in three different forms in different points of history, such as the Old Testament, Father, Jesus, the Son, and the Church Age, the Holy Spirit? What if I said maybe not either? There you go. Maybe. maybe, maybe How about this one? Three three, three persons, if one else. If you have enough faith, you can have everything. <gasps> Name it and claim have it. Have you seen that thing going around on Instagram and TikTok about this mega church pastor who basically is like, I got mansions, I got watches, I got riches because God loves me. And he wants, I'm like, what? 
Like it's bad, dude. It is real bad. But the fact of if you ain't got enough faith, or if you just have enough faith, like you ain't healed because you ain't got enough faith, mm. or you ain't got enough money because you ain't got enough faith. If you want faith, God can give you a jet. Say, God, give me a jet. Like there's mm. like all that joke that we make like with with different preachers, but preachers you know, and sneakers, exactly. But some people do say that if you have enough faith, God will give you everything that mm. you want. Mm. Another one is is speaking in tongues the mark of salvation. Mm. Mm-hmm. Can Christians actually be a Christian if they don't speak in tongues? Mm. Or is tongues are our tongues and prophecies even around? Like cessationists. Yeah. So that's a big fight. Another one is just a simple Calvinism versus Arminianism. When it comes to does, does God selectively choose people in God's uh what's the the sovereignty of God versus does man choose to follow God and the free will that God has given uh, that God has given man to go back and find him? Which I was talking with a uh, hopefully he'll become a client. Hopefully he'll sign the contract. But I found out he was a Christian and he's he was looking for a new church. He just moved there. He goes, dude, the last church I was a part of literally got ripped in half over Calvinism and Arminianism. Like mm-hmm. legit, the church split because mm-hmm. of this. And so what do we do? Is one so, an error is one a heresy? This is where you just go, well, I'm just going to take the Bible at face value and read it and trust what it says. And then what I don't understand, I'll leave it with God. But some people <laughs> move have, forward. But, but this was a big thing, sure. you know, because the Calvinists literally went hard and drove Armenians out of different, like mm-hmm. different areas and countries. Like it's nuts. Um, another one is um, where are eternal souls before our births? Okay, oh, were our souls eternal before birth, or are they now eternal since we've been born? Mm. Which I know is very big in Mormonism. Mm-hmm. Is the fact that we've always had eternal souls, mm-hmm. and now they just happen to find a body. Mm-hmm. And now one day we'll be released from our body. And that's also some other different, I, I think Gnosticism has something to do with that too. But the fact of, were our souls at one point always eternal, or were our souls at one point not? Right. There's a question. Another one is, do Christians actually need to obey the Mosaic law or are we past that? Mm. Can we be a messianic, like there, there actually is a group here in Michigan where they are followers of Yeshua, but messianic they follow Jews. the, they follow, well, they're not messianic Jews because they're Gentiles, but they follow oh, Mosaic law. He, Hebrewic roots. Is that he, what it is? Hebrew, the Hebrew roots movement. Yeah. Is that okay? hundred percent. So, so I do know of an area of oh, that South Bend, but in the Michigan mm-hmm. area, I do know of a group mm-hmm. um, who, who's doing that. Another one says, was Jesus the first of all creation or mm-hmm. has Jesus always been? Mm-hmm. Was he the first born over? Cause he says he's the first born or has he always been, always was, and always will be. Goes back to that third question you asked earlier. <laughs> yep. Another one is, does God actually know the future or is God just powerful enough to work out all things together for good? As they happen. Is he a good riddle solver or does he actually know everything? And that's that's open theism. That's right. that's what that, right. that view is. And yeah. so is that heresy or is that just an error? Mm. And another one is this is an early church one, right? Is does a Gentile Christian have to be circumcised? Mm. Or can a Gentile Christian in their context be dirty? Like, like, how does circumcision work back then? That was a fight in the early church of is this a heretical teaching mm-hmm. or is this just an error? Mm-hmm. And are there any other things that came to your mind as I was reading through this list of like, oh, no, maybe these are some, some I mean, different ideas. I mean, you covered some main points within schools of thought of mm-hmm. of different heretics throughout time, you yep. know, and, and you mentioned like Gnosticism. That's the big one that always comes to my mind and some of the stuff that they believe the spiritual, the body is the evil, but the spirit has always been and will always be. And so it doesn't matter what you do in the physical 
because the physical is just going to die anyways. It's all about the spiritual. Eat, drink, be merry. Exactly. You know, go get laid, right. do whatever you want, smoke yep. a joint, don't matter. Yeah, just because, physical body. It, yeah, it's body. Your soul's and, and it's matter. evil anyway, so it's all about spirit. And so matter, matter is what they actually say back in the second century. Matter is evil, mm-hmm. right? So anything that matter makes up is evil. And the spirit is what is good. And that's the spirit is all that God is saving. It does not matter. does not matter. And it's interesting how even in the early church, like they've always had to deal with these questions of, is that a heresy, which, which for all intents and purposes, I don't know if we actually defined what it actually is, but a heresy is anything that I would say, I mean, there's, there's also some other definitions that I, did I bring that later? No, that's what makes someone a heretic, but a heresy is goes against what is the true, I would use the word orthodox, not in the terms of like orthodox Christianity, but just the fact of what is the true core teaching of this faith, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. like if we were to say that Jesus is king, that goes against the orthodoxy of the Roman Empire. Well, that was part of because the, all men think about the Roman Empire. Part right? of yeah, the apparently. part of the um, creation of the creeds that we yeah. read were were in combat to a lot of these heretical teachings that were happening within the early church. And so, so. the church has always had to deal with this, and that's why you right. see council after council after council, yep. and you see St. Nicholas throwing hands and squaring up with people, <laughs> like with Arius, over the fact of what's a heresy versus what is an error. Right. And, you know, this is the one thing that I will give a lot of, I would say, credit to the Catholic Church about, where they say, you know what, there are things that we will disagree on between parishes, but we're still Catholic. And the Southern Baptists have that in a lot of different ways, except when it comes to women, women pastors, like they just had that big, big thing. So people would say is, okay, if be, if having women pastors is not heretical, it's just wrong teaching. Why do we have to kick people out of the SBC church? That is, that's been one of the disagreements in the last year inside of the SBC. And then, so it's not just, okay, if it's wrong versus heresy, how do we handle that? You know, like there, there's this conversation can blow open a massive can of it worms can, if we go don't down say some, too streamlined. Yeah, I was going to say go down a lot of rabbit So trails. for all intents and purposes, the definition of heresy is it goes against the true, for, for Christianity, we'll do this, for Christianity, heresy goes against the direct teachings of Jesus and his mm-hmm. disciples mm-hmm. that then lead astray and take away and create basically a whole nother re- way to get to God. Mm-hmm. I would say that's a good definition for heresy. And so as we go into this idea of heresies versus the different conversation, you're going to find out just talking with me and Fuller, you're going to find out talking with your friends, with your different people, different denominations, that so many people actually believe different things. Mm-hmm. And the question is, is what is okay and what's not? So I actually brought with me a three-tiered test, all right, to see if something is heretical. And I have biblical backing to back it up. Not just like, hey, thus sayest Mark. If it goes against what Mark says, it's heretical. (laughs) That's not the point. If it goes against what Fuller says, it probably is. But not (laughs) not me. You know what I'm saying? That ain't the truth. So so here you go. So um, what are some tests to see? It's actually, wait, did I say three point? I think I lied. It's actually four points. So four point. I forgot to bold one. It was three plus a bonus. Three plus a bonus because Baptist Pastor's gonna have three. So (laughs) here's here's my first one. Okay, and and we're gonna talk about this one a little bit. I think so. The first one is tested against, and and we're gonna go. We're gonna work our way backwards in history. Okay, I'm gonna leave it that way. So don't get mad at me that this is my first one. It's in it's in no order, specific order. Correct. That's all you got to preference. So tested tested against teachings from church history to see if this idea was ever discussed by the church fathers and hint hint there's nothing new under the sun <laughs> like there's people like oh i can't believe they didn't talk about this in church and i never learned this and i'm like that's a that's a big one though yeah 
There's like 2,000 years of our history, boss. They talked about this a lot. It's like, oh, there's this new undiscovered teaching that people are, this this pastor just found out, and he just opened everybody's eyes. New ways to interpret the scripture. And it's like, no, that ain't new. That happened, you know, 1,800 years ago. Like, even down to it, I'm not agreeing with it. I'm not saying what it is, but like, okay, so this whole thing with N.T. Wright with Paul, they call Mm -hmm. it the new perspective on Paul. N.T. Wright goes, it's not new. Right. I just wrote the biggest book on it. Right. <laughs> like I, the, I'm just the, the popular author. Newest, yeah. so new, he goes, it's not new. Like right. there's, there's history to back me up. And so whenever you ha- see this new idea coming up, if the church, and, I, and this is where we have to have this conversation of if the church has looked at it and said, no, that's heresy because of all these different things. You, you can at least start there. That's a good starting spot of has this come up in the history of the church before? How has the church handled it? What have they said about it? Right. Does that still hold, hold any case? Now, sure, now that sure. now I should say the tradition of what the church has taught, though, may, may be an error. May be an error in some regards. Maybe and not. That's her, why maybe, I'm starting here because everything yeah. else is from the Bible. Yeah, maybe, but it is good to go through church history. It may not necessarily be heretical, but it may be an error. Right. Right. And so this is the question that I think we 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 could have right now in the podcast. Sure. Just just you and me chit chatting is the fact of, you know, so. There's a lot of people who have come with different arguments of the fact of like, oh, you know, the the Bible wasn't the thing. The Council of Nicaea made mm-hmm. the Bible, mm-hmm. which is bogus. Mm-hmm. Um, the Const- honest, like Constantine, Constantine did pick the books that were in there. The Bible was basically already curated by the point they all came together. Well, it goes back to uh, th- there was a litmus test at the, the council. And, and it was already happening. Most of the books were already agreed upon. There was only really three or four contentious books mm-hmm. that the Nicene Creed hammered out and then solidified but as it, the New Testament. But again, and so the question is, is the fact of, this is a question that you hear a lot, especially I would say in today's culture of anti-patriarchy, mm-hmm. anti-historical view, anti, not conservative, like conservative politics, but the fact of just because it always was, doesn't mean it's the way it always needs to be. Sure. In this new self finding and self-discovery and self-understanding of just because that's the way all of you say it, I don't feel that's true. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's kind of the world that we're living in right sure. now. And so there is a question and there is a accusation brought against the church of the mm-hmm. fact of was it the rich fat cats, the the strongest arguments, those with the best speaking abilities, did they dictate the teachings of the church and does that give us any credence to believe them? So I would say strongly no. Okay. I would say strongly from from the research that I have done uh, and, and looking at early church writings from Ignatius, from um, from the Didache, the you know, all these early church history, Eusebius, these church history fathers, um, early church history fathers or and or writings. Um, I would say the letters that were being passed around and were widely accepted by the church other than, uh, I'm trying to remember exactly which ones. It was uh, Second and Third John, yep, uh, Revelation, and there was Hebrews? Uh, Revelation wasn't as, as heavily contested. But those were the four that had to get nailed out, I think. I think it was Hebrews, First, Second John, or I'm sorry, Second and Third John, and then Revelations were the four main, and maybe maybe it was Second Peter. I, I, might I think Second, Pe- second Peter. I, I was about to say Second Peter. I think Second Peter yep. one. So those were the ones that were kind of oh, uh, it was more like on the fence. So then they had to look at uh, where they were at amongst the churches, what the church believed. Did they line up with the rest of Scripture? Was which was already widely accepted by 
by the church as a whole throughout the centuries from the early church on those early church writers that had known or had been taught and discipled by the disciples Mm -hmm. or at least close enough to them. Like, uh, you know, I think of Ignatius, right? Uh, or not Ignatius, Polycarp wasn't Polycarp. He was Peter. He, yeah, exactly. So, um, he was close enough and had enough writings and, and, they referenced these different books that were being passed around the churches that that's where these councils said, all right, out of, out of these books. Well, first of all, they already took the, the old Testament, the Hebrew scriptures as, uh, as inspired God breathed word, uh, uh, you know, of inspirational writings of the old Testament. Right. So those weren't even in contention at the point. So it was just the new Testament writings. They, they had all agreed on the gospel, the four gospels, they had agreed on um, like Romans and First Second Corinthians, First Second Thessalonians, First Peter, um, Ephesians, Colossians, James. Um, so all, all these books were widely spread throughout the early church, and there were many writings going on about them. Um, so you had the few outlier books, and most of them were resolved. But the the final resolution of the canonical New Testament was the the um, Council of Nicaea, and I think that was in three ninety something. I remember correctly. Am I right? 392 AD. That sound about right. Something like that. Sorry, I was reading Four, something. 425, 392, uh, Council of Nicaea. Oh, Council Four, of Nicaea. 425, 392. Uh, three, I think 395. Somewhere in there. Because there's also the Council of Constantinople. Right, right, right. So, I, I mean, mean, that yeah, Council of Nicaea was, I think, 395, and then Constantinople was like 425 or something. Yeah, like that. somewhere in there. So, but by then, the the the, the, uh, the canon of the New Testament was was resolved at that. And, that. and that was basically saying, look, these are the books that the church has accepted as being from these apostles. You know, and they had their own litmus test to, to look at all that of had to be an apostle themselves or a close associate of an apostle and or Jesus, right? And so those were like the big heavy hitters. So if you look at at all the the books that are in the New Testament, they were either written by an apostle or by a close associate of an apostle. Yep, and we'll get into that here in a little bit too yeah. about the test of heresy. Sure. But you know, there is a conversation though around the fact of when you look at all the church councils, right? You got you know, you got uh, Constantinople, you got Nicaea, but then all of a sudden as you as you go throughout history, mm-hmm. and this is where Catholics will accuse Protestants of stuff of the fact of you know, like like the council, like the Second Vatican Council on the Vatican Council, where they gave uh, the perpetual, like they they put different doctrines into place because of church history, like the perpetual virginity of Mary and Mariology. Right. Sure. Also, the uh, um, what's 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 the theology where the pope the, the pope speaks basically what like if he's speaking in a certain way, he is literally speaking the words of God. What is that called? Um, <sighs> I know what you're talking about. The only thing it, I, it's I keep thinking incognito, but that's no, not right. No, it's basically asserting his vicar of Christ moment at that. Correct, point. correct. Um, I know what you're talking about, but yeah, I don't. And I'll so, so there is these councils the like the word. Vatican Council, Second Vatican Council, then all the way back with the fact of okay, so how come when the Protestant Reformation happened, which the Catholic Church would say is y'all strayed from the original history of the church in the same way that us Protestants look at Mormons and Jehovah witness and say, all y'all straight from the original purpose of the church. So how do we know which one's right? And how do we know which one's wrong? Go back to the Bible, the basics. So let's do it. So, uh, going back to it then. So, you know, yes, it is good. And I'm not saying this is the highest litmus test. I'm just saying that if you hear about this whole, Oh, there's a, this new understanding, this new enlightenment, whatever, there ain't nothing new on baloney. The <laughs> there has been something that has come out from right. for literally stinking ever. And the church as a whole has ruled on it at one point. 
literally using scripture literally so 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 here's another test to see if something is heretical all right that is is do they deny jesus Mm. not just the person of jesus but jesus christ right the messiah the king, the chosen one. The so, son of God. Son of God. So Second Peter 2, 1 through 3 says this. There were indeed false prophets among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you. They will bring in destructive heresies. There's the word heresies. Even denying the master who bought them and will bring swift destruction upon themselves. Many will follow their depraved ways and the way of truth will be maligned because of them. They will exploit you in their greed with made-up stories. Their condemnation, pronounced long ago, is not idle, and their destruction does not sleep. So one thing I want to point out in the scripture, right, is that it says even denying their master who bought them, right? So it means they were part of the group at that time, right? Mm-hmm. They will bring destructive heresies, even denying the master who brought who bought them and will bring swift destruction on themselves. So many will follow their depraved ways. And Which is not just beliefs, that's not how they live. Right. So they were they were false prophets among the people. So they were among these were false teachers, false prophets among the people, among the church. This is what Peter is is referencing is and, mm-hmm. and that they've denied the master who bought them with bringing their destructive heresies, which is like intentionally misleading. And there's and there's two different thoughts that pop in my mind. Sure. One is, I would say, like these modern-day pastors who end up literally embezzling their churches mm. of millions and millions yeah. of dollars. Sure. I look at the, even like the Hillsong documentaries, mm. like that, that brings... True. Bring my memory yeah, with this. Right. I also think of when the it, Protestant Reformation, when the Catholic Church was in, like they were selling indulgences. Sure. Because all these things are exploiting people mm-hmm. because of their own greed. Right. So a heretic is a greedy person who's trying to exploit people. I, I think, and about they're denying Jesus. Point. That. Point in case here, as of recent, I was watching a, a YouTube video of I, I don't even remember what it was about. I think it was the Holy Nope actually on Facebook. Oh. I don't know if you've ever heard of the Holy Nope, but it's pretty good. Oh, isn't the one where it's like they hear something and then it goes nope? Yeah, it's he, just the he's door. Like, he's yes. like, got my Bible heading out the door. And and open the like, door, then it's some yes, and then it's like nope. nope. <laughs> yeah. So this one was uh, it was, I, I, it was this guy. He was a televangelist, and he was going um. I hear a word from the from the Lord right now that somebody out there, and speaking of the TV, somebody out there is in massive credit card debt, and the Lord's saying, have faith, and give us $1,000 on your credit card, and that's how you show that you have faith to wipe out your credit card debt. So go Whoa. put more debt on your credit card to wipe out your credit card debt was what he was saying. And that, to me, that's what, when you're, we were reading the Second Peter verse, that rang out to me of just, that came in back. In the words of Dave like, Ramsey, you idiot. <laughs> Get rid of a kid. <laughs> no, How much are kids worth these days? But uh, anyway, yeah. so um, another one. Inside joke. Inside big time inside Sorry. joke. Uh, uh, Ryan Reynolds is on that inside joke too. First uh, John four one through three says this: Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirit to see if they are from God because many false prophets have gone out into the world. Okay, so John, how do we test these spirits? I'm glad you asked, folks. This is how you know. I'm not John. I'm talking about the author, but you know. Speaking on behalf of John. Speaking on behalf of the Apostle John, who is now dead. Um, (laughs) This is how you know the spirit of God. This, Oh, sorry. This is how you know the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. But every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. Bubbly burp. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming. Even now is already in the world. 
So it's flat out denying Jesus. It denies that he is the maker, that he is the author, the finisher of our salvation, mm-hmm. and that he has not really even come. Right. And and that was uh that was something that happened in the early church. You know, there was and I forget what belief it was, but there was a the belief that got that Jesus came in spirit but did not come in a bodily form. Mm-hmm. And I've heard and I again I think it's very I think it's a new age teaching that talks about something similar to that. Yeah, you know, in this day and age of of that, well, it's it's Christ's spirit, it's Jesus's spirit. He didn't really come. Uh, he really wasn't the Son of God. He didn't really come. It was the spirit of Jesus that that yeah, the I've Bible that. refers to. It's weird. Call him bull crap. Yeah, yeah, it's heresy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. So, but here's the deal, though. All right. So that doesn't throw away most major religions. Right. Mormonism's no. cool. Jehovah Witness. Uh, is Islam. Right. Like all right. these things. But yo, they still at play. They still have play, so let's for, keep going. For now. So the next one is, do they meet, or does it match, whatever this person is teaching, does it match the teachings of the apostles? Mm-hmm. So in Acts 2.42, we see that the early church devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to the prayer. Mm-hmm. Now, were they following the apostles' teachings because of the apostles themselves? No, it's because of what were the disciples teaching. And we see that from what Paul said. If anybody teaches yes. you anything different than I have taught you, whether it be Apollos, whether it be angels from heaven, uh, it's it's wrong, right? That verse is coming up now. Oh, sorry. I'll shut up now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, well, I was leaning to the Great Commission. Sure, you Jesus got that said, too. Is, is go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them everything that I have commanded you. Right. So we learn the things of Jesus through his apostles mm-hmm. because of a Jesus said to number two, and Jesus even said that the Holy spirit would bring all these things back to your remembrance. We see in second Timothy two, 13 through 14 says, hold on to the pattern of sound teaching that you have heard from me in the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus guard the good deposit through the Holy spirit who lives in us. So again, not just, the apostles, now we're also bringing Paul into the mix, too, because mm-hmm. Paul has put himself in that apostle category, which Peter also does as well. Mm-hmm. Galatians 1, 6 through 9. Do you want to read this one? No, go ahead. Okay. So <laughs> I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ and are turning to a, ready, different gospel. Not that there is another one, but there are some who trouble you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. But even if we, which is fascinating, or an angel... That sounds like, like, um, uh, but not Mormonism just any, but, but not just any angel from heaven. Oh, from heaven, an angel from heaven, which is fascinating. Mm-hmm. Should preach to you a gospel contrary to the one we preach to you. Let him be accursed. Mm. Let him be anathema. Basically, let him burn. Is literally what it is. As we have said before, so now I say it again. If anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to the one that you have received, which what's the one that he received? Oh, it's going back to the Second Timothy two thirteen. The sound teaching in faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. Where did Paul learn this from? Oh, he learned it from the other apostles. The other apostles learned from Jesus. So we just keep pointing back to Jesus, the things that Jesus taught. If anyone is preaching the gospel contrary to the one that you have received, let him. Be accursed. Well, and let's put it in context, right? So, what was what was the book of Galatians? It was ri- ri- written to the Galatians, right? But but what were they, they were falling back into the Jew? They were being Judaizers. heavily influenced by the Judaizers, which were saying you have to you can be serve Christ, but you have to live under the law. You have to be circumcised. You have to follow the food laws. You have to follow the Jewish traditions in order to be saved. So Paul writes a whole book, a whole letter, saying, "No, that's not what I taught you." 
That's not what I taught you at all. You're missing it. See, and this is uh, this is just something that has nothing to do with this, but it's fascinating. So um, the letter to 1 Corinthians, mm-hmm. many people love, but that Corinthian church was messed up. Messed up. How does Paul start the, the, the letter to 1 Corinthians? Paul called an apostle of Christ Jesus by God's will and Sosthenes, our brother, to the church of God in Corinth, to those sanctified in Christ Jesus, called the saints with all those in every place who call in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ our Lord, both their Lord and ours, grace to you and peace from God our Father, Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, that feels so good. Apostle Paul's like, you my brothers, you my sisters in Christ Jesus, you messed up. You in error. And now let's go on. You for are in error. Yeah, right. But you're still my brothers in Christ. Let's see how he starts Galatians. <laughs> First and second Corinthians. Gal- oh, Galatians, right? Second. <laughs> Got it. Paul, an apostle, not from men or by man, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead and all the brothers who are with me to the churches at Galatia. Ooh, time to get the warm, fuzzy feelings. He's going he's gonna to say some good stuff. Grace to you and peace to God, our Lord, our Father, to Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us and to rescue us from this present evil age, according to the will of our God and Father. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. I am so amazed that you are so quickly turning away from God. Bam. Here's a greeting, and here comes the smack. Like, it's like, it's like, you know, but, but he was just like to the Galatians, um, you know, praise God for what he's doing. Sit down and shut up. It's time to listen, folks. I've said hello. Now it's time for the hello. <laughs> but seriously, it's like I am. Like, he literally starts the letter after saying, hey, this is to you guys. Praise God for what he's done. Y'all a bunch of screw-ups. Yeah, you, what are you doing here? Like, 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 we can't even put in the words of, like, I am so amazed. It's like I'm looking at my kid who was doing the same thing over and over. And I'm like, I'm I can't believe. You're like, screwing up are again. You, in the words of Mark, let's say it's Mark, are you freaking kidding me? Yeah. Like, like that's the I that's the, the, the emotion. You. I just told you not to do that. What are you doing? You Paul, You're doing it. You know what's up, guys? Grace and peace. What are you freaking doing? Like that's that's how I interpret that what he's trying to say in Galatians. And right. so when he goes into this, he's literally like, "Are you kidding me?" I can't that's believe how strong he's using. His you guys language. were so quick to forget what I've taught you. <laughs> Like, it's like he just told him, hey, don't touch that stove. And then he turns around. And they're like, like what gonna, are you doing? I'm touching this stove. And he's like, what? I just told you, don't do that. Yeah, yeah moron. It's pretty funny. Anyways. But so, you know, when we're trying to figure out that according to what the Bible says, what's a heresy and what's not, we then had to start with, okay, so does it meet what the apostles are teaching? Right. right. But the apostle Paul even said, well, if I teach you anything different, who is he pointing back to? Jesus. Jesus. So we all go back to what does it say about Jesus? I feel like I'm going back, back. Like I'm just like, just, just, my, I gotta look, I'm looking at these two videos. Take it like back to Jesus. Fluttering back. So goes back to Jesus, the apostles. But then the next thing is the fact of, and, the, and Paul already kind of alluded to it, but does it add to the message of the gospel mm. regarding not just the gospel in general, mm-hmm. but specifically how to be a part of God's family and how he chose to save the world. Mm. All right. So you got to start with Jesus. What is mm-hmm. talk about Jesus? Does it line up with just the teachings of the apostles in general? And then second is, does the message add to the gospel, which is what the apostle Paul said of how to be part of God's family and God's way for salvation. Mm-hmm. So if we continue reading on the beat down Paul's doing in Galatians, Galatians two verses 11 through 21, you ready for this one? Let's go. But when Cephas, who was Peter, came to Antioch, I opposed him face to face because he stood condemned. For he regularly ate with the Gentiles, 
before certain men came from James. However, when they came, he withdrew and separated himself because he feared those who are of the Jewish circumcision party. Then the rest of the Jews joined in his hypocrisy mm. so that even Barnabas, my boy Barnabas, that's what Paul was saying, my boy Barnabas was even led astray in their hypocrisy too. But when I saw that they were deviating from the truth of the gospel, I told Peter in front of everybody, if you who are a Jew live like a Gentile and not a Jew, how can you compel Gentiles to live like a Jew? Paul literally said, bruh, put your money where your mouth is. Right. Like he literally said, so you're living like a Gentile, but when these fools show up, you're like, oh, no, 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 we got to live like them because, like, I'm scared. Yeah, I don't want to be judged by the by the other people that like should be. Like, Apostle Paul yeah, took right. him to town. Right. So, but then it continues. It says, we are Jews by birth and not, quote, unquote, Gentile sinners, and yet, because we know that a person is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ, even we ourselves have believed in Christ Jesus. This was so that we might be justified by faith in Christ, not by works of the law, but by the works of the law. No human being, oh wait, yeah, no human being will be justified. But if we ourselves are also found to be sinners while seeking to be justified by Christ, is Christ then a promoter of sin? Absolutely not. If I rebuild those things that I tore down, I show myself to be a law breaker. For though, uh, for through the law, I died to the law so that I might live for God. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. I just flipped the King Jimmy on that one, didn't I? Yeah. Definitely did. Yeah. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not set aside the grace of God for his righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died for nothing. Yep. Preach. Anyways. That's what it comes down to. Yeah, I mean. And so, then, so rather, again, going back to what was happening in Galatia was the fact that you had Judaizers, right? Those who were Messianic Jews, but still held true to the law that you had to be circumcised. Which, you had to be, you know, so they believed in Christ, but it was, well, yes, yes we believe Christ, but we got to add, do this. you got to add on the laws, the dietary laws, the, the ceremonial laws, the, you got to be happy, circumcised. You got to do all these things. And then you can ha attain salvation through Christ. And, and it's to be believed that this was done after the council at Jerusalem. Correct. Which also goes back to the teaching of the church because this was an era where it's like, okay, so what are we supposed to do in this matter? Because right. maybe Jesus didn't really talk about this. You know, like this was a matter that they had to figure out. And they were like, no, they're not Jews. This was a this was a thing given to us as a burden as Jews. Right, to set us apart from the world at the time. Exactly. But now we are no longer so, saved. We've never been saved by the law. It's always been God saving us through the law, but now the law is fulfilled in Christ, so no longer the law, but Christ. And so, and then, and the two things was the fact of Gentiles don't need the snip snip, and then they also is like they can't eat. It was it, was it just meat sacrifice to idols, or was it like yeah. no 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 was it the was it, it was sacrifice to something auto. with blood something with blood too right? Uh, I don't remember. What's more important, the meat or the location? Don't don't get me started. <laughs> we go back into that. We go bro. back, but so but you know I want to hit that back to the Old Testament, right? Because people talk about oh that's just the Apostle Paul going off on his little tirade doing whatever. But in Proverbs ten five through six it says that every word of God is pure. He is a shelter to those who take refuge in Him. Don't add to God's words, or He will rebuke you, and you will be proved to be mm. a liar. Well, and then we jump over to Revelation. I feel like if you add a little sass in there, and you will be proved to be a liar. But we talk. Sit down. 
right? We jump over to Revelation. It says anything that you add to this book, right? If anything be added or taken away from this book, right? Then it would be better that he would what had had a millstone tied around his neck. Yeah, I don't can't remember that or or just not been born or something like that. I can't remember exactly what what the punishment was if you do that. But it even says again, being that God or the angel had told uh, John to write these things that you see, Mm -hmm. and then if anything be added or taken away from what you have written, and I would say that's just about revelation. That's not the whole Bible. But what I'm saying is is that that shows that the word God and things that are are, don't play games. When God tells you to write something. You write it, and and it you can't take away from it or add to it, or else there's going to be some consequences for it. And so here's the question, then. Okay, so so don't add to God's words, yep. or He will rebuke you. How do we know the words of God? By reading the Bible, because it was written by who? God. Well, but who who physically Ins- wrote it? The inspiring men, the apostles. Sure. Right. Well, not just apostles. Well, I'm the New Testament. Old, New Old Testament. Testament. Yeah. Okay. But like the New Testament, but the but Jesus. But it wasn't I'm, just apostles either. Know, I'm just kidding, Jesus. So okay, sorry. But we learn the teachings of the apostles, apostles through sure. the Bible. Sure. He was written about Jesus. Okay. That's it. That's all I got. Uh, all right. So well, fun so no. so when we are trying to figure out is something heretical or not, sure. we have to run it through this litmus test. And mm-hmm. so people are like, you know what? You can name it and claim it. God wants you to have this many houses, this many stuff, or whatever. And the apostle Paul was like, uh, bro, I was shipwrecked. I was bitten by snakes. I was thrown in prison. I was done all these things. But God be praised. Hmm. Paul is calling your thing baloney. Can you imagine? At the uh, at the judgment seat, standing in line. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say that, right? Because you probably seen the same video I did then. Yeah, standing in line and like, who's in front of you? Oh, it's the Apostle Paul. Who's behind you? Oh, look, it's Moses. And it's like you're like stuck between the so, two. Hey, there's like, Isaiah over there. There's David. Oh shoot, <laughs> what'd you do? Oh, I went to church on Sunday. Yeah, I went to church. And that's all you did was go to church. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty funny video. Anyways, come yep. on. <laughs> no, I know exactly what you're talking about. But so when we're trying to figure out what is heresy and what's not, we got to yep. figure out what is the teaching of the apostle, what is not. Right. What goes back to Jesus? And so, you know, the the history of the church, going back in the history of the church, you know, the some of the biggest things that people have fought over are communion right. and baptism. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's talk about those. So when we talk about communion, right, I, I, I just taught this in chapel. I'm not sure I'm teaching it Communion or the, just the sacraments in general? I, I would say those two specifically. Okay. The, the sacraments in general. So, um, but we see communion. Okay, is it physically Jesus by, like, like, Transubstantiation is a consubstantiation where it's in with under and around the elements. Mm-hmm. Is it more the reformed view where Jesus is spiritually present and there's still a grace to be received in that? Or is it just the memorial view? It's just a picture. Listen, I think they should, people should go back and listen to it. We had an episode about this. We did, but, but, but. <laughs> and the baptism one. But in my opinion, all four of those views can be argued from the text in some way, shape, or form. So it's a question of. Yeah, but there's some that are know? more of a stretch than others. I'm just but, saying. And that's the biggest fight between Lutheran and Calvinism. Not Calvinism, but Calvin and Lutheran. Like the Protestant Reformation would have went, but it stopped at the communion argument because the, there's the, the story that goes, um, Martin Luther, who had a wild temper, flipped the table, grabbed a knife, and carved into the table, this is my body. This is my blood. And that was the whole argument with him and Zwingli mm-hmm. and Calvin because right. those three could not agree right. on what all that meant. But these were all three that we would say are church 
I would say like church mid fathers, like or not early church fathers, like mid fathers. Sure, sure. They were the pioneers of the of the Protestant. Right. Faith. But they all had three different views on communion. Sure. So is one is one or not just like an error? Can you still have fellowship? Like it's just like, oh, I don't know if you're right or not. This is how I view, but I can be an error too. But this is what I see in text. Is it or is it a flat out you're a stinking heretic because you believe that? You know? You know, that's the question. And then baptism, the fact of when you look at the uh, the Catholic view, I would say irks a little bit on the side of the heresy because of you're washing away original guilt and original sin by which you can then be saved and be part of God's kingdom. It literally washes away the guilt so mm-hmm. that way you can then be part and receive the salvation of the church, which I'm like, where the crap do you see that? Yeah, I mean everything that you see, you know, even from ritual cleansing in the Old Testament to to um, John the Baptist to Jesus to you know it's because the sign's it's, not it's, baptism. No, it's it's a, ritual cleansing was a choice to cleanse. It was uh, repent and be baptized. Um, it wasn't hey this baby who's never made a choice baptize him into the faith. Dunk. No, we, call, we called that. Uh, that's what the circumcision day was for. I think we should go back to that on the eighth day. Take them to the church and circumcise them. No, no, but that's what pro- that's what that's what a lot of Protestants like Presbyterians sure. and, and and I would say more sure. of like the reform the reform camp. That's what they have for for infant baptism. Is yeah. effective. It's the same sign as circumcision. That's sure. all it is. And so people can argue that, but I'm like I, I'm like that's that's an error because that's not what it says. But I wouldn't call them a heretic. I would say that they're but using back in a- the day. I mean, even Calvin was was present at someone's burning at the stake because of I, I don't remember what the specific belief was, but it went against what he taught. Sure, but what I'm saying is even you know okay, so so I can get behind um, um, dedications, right? I can get behind dedications. Okay, use the word dedication in that instead of baptism because it's not infant baptism; it's infant dedication. Right, that's what it is. But is even that in the Bible anyway? Uh, you know? I didn't say it was biblical. I said I could get behind it. <laughs> right. And so, so that's what we're trying to figure out. What's heresy and what's not? I could get so, behind dedicating this child to God and saying, I'm going to raise this child up in your ways the best I can. So I don't want to get too far down anyways, that rabbit trail. Right, sure. yeah, but, those, but these are things sure. that, that I've had to think about is yeah. what makes that belief a heretic or heresy versus not. And then there's an even bigger question that I know we can't answer tonight and is the fact of how do we even know that that which is this is the call of the Seventh-day Adventist for a while this was the call of the this is the call of Mormonism sure the call of Mormonism this is the call of Jehovah Witnesses the fact of the Bible we have has been so corrupted throughout history that we don't have the teaching of the apostles. So mm. the Book of Mormon is a correction of all of that. Mm-hmm. So how do we know that what we have isn't corrupt? How do we know what we have is not true? And how do we know that what they have, maybe they have the real thing? Well, first of all, maybe it, it's them. It would have to go back into: Do you believe that God is an all-powerful God? And Mormons would believe yes. And that's why the angel came and talked with Joseph Smith and did all the things so he can go have a thousand wives and then correct every, ditch the ones that he correct everything have. that was wrong. Even though we have so much historical evidence for time period for dating of the text, plus the teachings of the early church fathers, plus all those other litmus tests that we have that point to that it was correct. Mm-hmm. And so, and so, there is some argumentation that sure. people do have the fact of Apostle Paul's like, oh, if anybody else says it, don't believe them. But the Mormons say that, and the is, is like Islam says that, yep, all yep. the different things. So, how do we know what is true and what's 
not? And that is a big question. And so for us with Orthodox Christianity, then the question becomes, okay, so from our point of view, we'll get to that question later, but for our point of view, mm -hmm. simply what makes someone a heretic, right? And so I wrote these two thoughts down and I don't, I don't remember where I got it from. I remember in all my reading, this is what kind of boils down to is the fact of what makes someone a heretic, even the history of the church and in today. So what made someone a heretic specifically in like the church councils and mm -hmm. all these different things mm -hmm. was the fact of if someone was found to be wrong in an error, mm -hmm. Biblically, not just because the church fathers said so. Mm -hmm. The church fathers were so dedicated to the teachings of Jesus mm -hmm. that they wanted to know what did Jesus have to say about it in the apostles. Right. And then that's why we have all the letters that were preserved for all these different years. Mm -hmm. They said that this person was caught in error and they had an unwillingness to repent. And then since they did not repent, they started a counter movement against the one true church. Mm -hmm. And this is where, man, this is where, again, I, my wrestle comes to the fact of this is what Catholics say about Protestants mm -hmm. is the fact of you did all this. We called you guys fools. We asked you to repent. You didn't. You went and started your own on the movement. So now you're the heretic. But was it that or was it <clears throat> exactly what Luther was saying? Fix Cath it. Catholic Fix church, your you're in error biblically. And the Catholic church said unwillingness to repent. And counter moved against the church, maybe not in name, but the church of scripture, the the Bible. Because right? the Luther God's didn't word. Luther didn't want to start a new movement. No, he said, here's ninety-five theses of where the church is wrong. And we need to get back on and track. And we need to get back to what scripture says. And the church said no. So would heretic Now I would say that a lot of the stuff the that. Catholic Church believes today is stuff that Luther wrote in those 95 sure, pieces, which sure, is wild. Sure, I'm talking about then, right? Yeah. That, would that the Catholic Church of that day have been considered a heretic for being unwilling to repent and counter-moving against the church, or not so much the church, because the church, what is the church? It's, it's believers who follow Christ, and we have Christ's words, which is Scripture. So if it's against Scripture, you're, it's a counter-move against the, the church, right? That's the way I look at it, because the church is made up of believers who believe and are disciples of Christ. So I love it. You, so, yeah. so I got two questions for you. All right. I got two questions sure. to not really end the episode, but kind of bring it till we'll see. So down, here's, here's two big questions that we have to answer based off of tonight's conversation. Okay. Number one, going back to is, is okay. So we hear all these different things about heretics and we didn't even get to what to do with a heretic. Basically Titus three, eight through 11 says, do the Jesus method of go to them, go to them again. And if they keep going, let him go. Give him over to Satan. Like literally sure. Matthew, two, uh, Matthew, Matthew 20, 28, mm -hmm. Matthew 20, right? No, Matthew 28 is a great commission. Matthew 18, Matthew 18. Mm -hmm. um, but so the two big questions that we got to do that we got to answer from this conversation tonight is okay. what makes Orthodox Christianity actually true in that we aren't believing a lie? Because that's a big question. Mm -hmm. How do we know what we believe is not the lie and something else is the truth? Mm -hmm. That's a big question. And the second question then is, what are some heresies from church history that the church is still dealing with today? Mm. All right. So how do we know we believe Orthodox Christianity or how do we know that the Orthodox Christianity that we actually believe is true mm -hmm. and all that is a lie and maybe that's true and that's not and then what are also some old school heresies that we're still seeing and dealing with in today's church and i think that's a great way to end this episode and say we're gonna talk about that in a different episode I, we're gonna answer those two questions at a different time i totally <laughs> I, I keep looking at the time like we got it's a yeah, it's an hour yeah, six yeah, we ain't got yeah, time to do that yeah, not unless we want a two hour long 
episode. And I can't AKA, guarantee it's, it's a not going to be the next episode. It, but in know, a future it, episode, we will be, answer those questions. It'll be later. <laughs> so how do we know Orthodox Christianity sure. is the true one that we're believing, not all these other ones? And yep. then what are some heresies from church history that we're still dealing with today? And we'll have to answer those on a different time. I like on it. Real Talk Christian Podcast. Time for Fun Facts with February. <laughs> Admit it, you thought that I screwed up. That was a up. beautiful button hit. You thought I screwed up. Oh, you were, no. You were like, oh. oh I, I was just trying to make sure the volume was up. Bro, I, bro. <laughs> bro, I got this. In case you're listening, folder reached across the entire table and whacked the fun fact with folder like, button. Pop. So, all right, dude. So, I have to admit, I took a little sneaky peek. And looked at this you one. You did. And yes, I'm excited peeker. about this fun fact, my dude. I let a little sneaky peek. All right. Well, for so the, what's the fun fact we got to end this heresy episode on, my dude? For the non-sneaker peekers. <laughs> that's that's not me. <laughs> I, I peeked. You were the sneaker peeker. Yes, sir. Anyways. And I'm not sorry about it. <laughs> so today's fun fact is three musketeer chocolate bars used to have three flavors these candy bars came in three breakable pieces and were originally made for sharing which you care if you share each candy bar contained a different flavor strawberry chocolate and vanilla so mark out of those three flavors which one would you choose vanilla all day bro strawberry bro vanilla but so okay do you like neapolitan ice cream though i do i actually do too i love neapolitan yeah. that does not but it's I, it just is what it is but how cool would that be like i'm thinking i'm like okay how dope would it be for them to relaunch this thing oh, like kit kat cool. style you know where like snap that's i'm thinking i'm picturing like yeah. a kit kat just or i was picturing like just like like a twix th- bar or something like a twix bar but with like three th- perforations where you can break it oh oh oh, snap um, it and go. oh bro have you seen the king size um, three Musketeers, where there's like the two bars in the one package. Oh, that would there be you dope. Go. Just with three yeah. vanilla chocolate. And I personally think this is, but we were talking about this before the show. I personally think they need to go like left Twix, right Twix, or uh, Mike versus Ike and do like a, like a, like a, like a candy face off. Three, three Musketeers to say what is. What should be the real Three Musketeer? But apparently, here, apparently chocolate thing, one. Right? Obviously, you don't know. Apparently, chocolate one. Obviously, you don't know all for one and one for all. That's the Three Musketeers model, bro. I love me some D'Artagnan. <laughs> no, yeah, that's the fourth Musketeer. That's true. See, you wrong again. That's true. Heretic. Um, no. <laughs> who, who were the other guys? I don't um, remember. I just remember D'Artagnan. Charlie Sheen. Did. Charlie Sheen was one of them. Well, it was Charlie Sheen. It was Kiefer Sutherland. It was... Um, I can't remember the other dude. Chris O'Donnell. It was the D'Artagnan. And then uh, it was... What's his face? Uh, oh shoot! I cannot. I could see his face, but I cannot remember his name. Anyways, the if you fact haven't, that you just pulled their names out your butt is amazing. Anyways, if you haven't already gone and checked out our website, realtalkchristianpodcast.com, you should go do so now to where you can get um, pretty much access to all the, the entire things. audio library. You can go back and listen to our episode on baptism. Go back communion. to listen to our episode on communion. You can go False to our teachers. merch. You can go to our merch store. store too and do all kinds of stuff. You can contact us with your question for the podcast or maybe even your thoughts or opinions that you have. That's right. And if you haven't already gone to YouTube, go to there now, hit the subscribe button and the bell notification. So when we're on, you know, so you don't miss any further episodes. And just like always, leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Here's the deal, guys. We know you guys have been rocking on Spotify. Most of you guys listen on Spotify, but hey, if you got an iPhone, Leave a review over there too. Helps us find more, more help more people find us to listen to the show. Yep. And just like again, always make sure you join the Facebook group and let's keep this conversation going over there. But until next time, guys, take it easy.